welcome back to the Right Reality Podcast. We are on part two of episode one of Joe Millionaire for Richer or for Poorer. Stephen and I had so much to talk about with the first episode being two hours that we decided to break the podcast into two parts to uh, keep it digestible for you all, but still not miss anything. No. Because we know you're coming to us for this information. The number one Joe Millionaire podcast. <laughs> we are here. We're giving you what you want. Absolutely. So s- drop in, <laughs> get comfy, grab yeah. a drink, uh, sure. grab a nice strong drink because Ooh. this is a doozy and we are about to get in to part two. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pick it up where we left off. We are now on day three with these girls still not having really truly met these guys. Martin, being the lovely butler that he is, mm-hmm. has gifts for these lovely ladies. Oh, my God, Martin. Such a nice guy. Just so sweet. So nice. Uh, and he explains that what I'm assuming is going to be the premise of every week. I hope so. I hope so, too. It seems as though there's going to be two group dates. One is uh, for in the rich side of things, and then one is on the poorer side of things. Now, when he said this, I'm like, okay, so the rich girls are going to go like on a shopping spree, mm-hmm. and the poor girls are going to have to like scoop shit from a, from a barn. That's what I wanted. I wanted them, I wanted it like Same. a little simple life mix in there. Yes. But how humiliating is it to like middle of America to be like, you know what the poor date is? Yes. Going to your local bar. That's my favorite date. Eating fried pickles and chicken strips. Yeah, this is the poor date. Sign me the fuck up for that date. All the girls wanted that date. I know. No one wanted the cotillion. <laughs> no one wanted the Actually, like two of the girls who you know are there for the money wanted the cotillion date. They're like, yay, high heels. Great. Yeah. And everybody else is like, give me the fucking flannel. All and the boots. It. I need Let's, the boots. I need this date. I don't need the other one. Have you ever heard of a cotillion before this? I had heard of the name but I was not sure so of what fancy. it was. I know, you know, whatever, no big deal. I guess I need to ask you, have you been to a cotillion? I have not been to a cotillion. Not knowingly been to a cotillion. Okay, neither have I. I've been to events. Did other people refer to them as cotillions? Maybe. But I have not been to a cotillion. I don't even know how to spell cotillion. I didn't either. That's how, like, low class I am. Yeah, no one's going to see these notes because these the spelling on this is just a mess. I'm going to go with <laughs> I, I might have spelled just now Catalina. Yeah, I did C A T I L I A N. I that's not right. No, we're not we're not good with spelling. <laughs> this shows us that we definitely prefer the other one. This is why we're a podcast and not a blog. <laughs> when you're typing stuff in to Google and Google goes, "Listen, we don't know what you're typing." It's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, when you can't even they can't even guess it from the letters you're putting in, you're right. That is bad. Did you mean something with all the other letters being different? <laughs> yes, I did actually. Thank you. Um, so you know, we find out about these two different dates. Uh, like like we both said, we want to go to the dive bar. Um, so the girls have to go get ready. As the girls are getting ready, our lovely butler Martin goes over to the gentleman's quarters and gives us quite possibly top 10 moments in reality TV history. Martin teaches 
Kurt and Steven How to Dance, and it is just beautiful. Chef kiss. What we're going to do now is some dance lessons. Now, I think what we'll start with first is the waltz. One, two, three, one, two. Feel free to sway. One, two, three, one, two, three. So get in close, you have to get in close. Now one, that's what you two, call cutting three. the rug. Woo! Oh, yes, excellent, excellent. This man is not playing around. I mean, he had to have gone to Juilliard. Do you see his moves? They were a thing of beauty. It was like watching a ghost dance. That's what it was. Just gliding effortlessly. It was it was beautiful. And it was funny again because and, and the, you know, I'm just pointing these out because I like them, not not to try to shit on the show. Yes. Um Martin says that based on their dance moves, it's gonna decide who goes on which date. And then they just do a rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no like they tell us one thing and then two minutes later they're like ah fuck that we want to do this instead doesn't matter that it doesn't line up at all it is such a bro move to be like how are we gonna handle this fucking rock paper scissors let's go yeah <laughs> let's go the only thing that would have been more bro-ish would be like let's settle it where things get settled the beer pong table that would have been just as good if not better Steven's too rich for that. It had to have been champagne bong, pong. Yeah, champagne. By the way, I figured out I was so off on the spelling of cotillion. What is it? C-O-T-I-L-L-I-O-N. Cotillion. Oh. Originally for couples in a square formation, it was a courtly version of the English country dance. The cotillion is a formal social dance, so it's a dance itself as well. Okay. Yeah. But but Martin taught taught them the waltz. Whatever. It, <laughs> it does it doesn't it doesn't matter. But it, apparently it's supposed to be like a a, a, a venue for presenting debutantes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But so you not, take your young daughters there. Yes. Yeah, so it's not a debutante ball, but it is a cotillion. <laughs> well, as Martin is teaching these uh, men how to dance and then none of it really fucking matters. This seems to be a theme. Um, the girls are getting ready for line dancing and cotillioning. Dressgate 2022. We have Rachel, who I agree was given a baby shit colored dress. <laughs> I mean, why would they potentially give her a disgusting-looking dress? I don't know, Stephen. Is it because she said that she likes to be in control because she's a lawyer and they know she's not going to be able to handle this well? Maybe. Hmm. I think that might have been it. But then Suze Suzanne? Suzanne has a dress that exists. Okay, here's, here's the thing. For those of you that didn't watch it, I'm just going to get to the point. Suzanne... Had a dress. Rachel had a dress. Rachel didn't like her dress, so she went and changed it for the same dress that Suzanne has. Now, I couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, it's the same dress, but where did... Hold on. I'm a very logic-based person, especially given what we used to do is watching the challenge. Uh -huh. There was a finite amount of boxes on the table. Those were just the heels. Oh, they were. 
Okay. And then when they went upstairs, the dresses were on the beds. So where did these other dresses come from? I don't know. Were there also dresses on the beds for the other girls who got the other date? Maybe. Like they just went and put their dresses out? They didn't get to bring their dresses, guys. This is not like, oh, you bring, like, the bachelorette people bring their dresses. This no. is like, we're providing you a cotillion dress. And Rachel's just like, well, I don't like this one. This color doesn't work for me. I'm going to go put on another one. And Suzanne is just like, hey, that's the same dress. Please don't put that on. And Rachel basically just, like, took a shit on her idea and was like, <laughs> whatever. And Suzanne yeah. was, like, down the hallway talking to somebody else. Like her dog had just been stolen from her. Yeah, it was the end of the world for Suzanne. And um, uh, he'll never notice me. He'll never notice me if we're wearing the same dress because she looks so much prettier in it. And it's like some well, of the other girls looked like they were wearing the same dresses too, though. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. Whatever. I mean, Suzanne, I think, and and you know, I, I it makes me sad. She clearly has some insecurity on this. She was saying that. You know, if Rachel wears the dress, that's it. How is she going to compete with Rachel? Which it makes me sad. And we'll get into the insecurities in this because, shockingly, these girls are so insecure. You mean Sarah Rose? Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. And Rachel, too. Yeah. But my favorite part of this was that Suzanne was like, he's going to notice that we're both wearing the same dress. And I'm like, I probably no, he's would. not. I, I wouldn't notice that. Most guys are not going to notice that. We're going to notice your hair. If you like look like the same person, I'm going to be like, didn't I just talk to you? And it's like, no, you talked. I'm Jenny. You talked to Katie. And it's like, oh, I thought you were the same person, except for your giant, giant, <laughs> giant personality. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they get to the they get to the, the ball. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it. And they're all standing around each other. And. One of the greatest parts of the show is that he goes, hey, you guys are wearing the same dress. Oh, can we talk about that? Because did we see him say that? No. No. (laughs) I would put $100,000 down that none of that conversation actually happened while they were there. Really? The only things that we saw them say while sitting at the table, the only thing we saw Kurt say is that he liked Rachel's hair up. Mm. that was it we physically saw him compliment her and we physically saw her accept the compliment at the table i think he said it i'm going with he said it they i think that they vo recorded him later really okay okay and or they had they a producer went up to him and was like you need to make a comment about how these two girls had the same dress on and walked away and then he was like you two have the same dress on. <laughs> That's what happened to begin with. Like they walked in. He's like, just to, just to let you know, too. These girls have the same dress. We would really appreciate it if at some point, you know, after they've had a bajillion drinks, you go, hey, you're both wearing the same dress because we think they might murder each other. You won't be charged <laughs> as an accessory. Yeah, you're just you're just making a comment. And then, you know, here's the thing. This is good. I love when they like turn this around. Like, we've seen this before, and they're, like, try to tell you why it's good for you. Like yeah. You'll, you'll really see, like, how they handle adversity if you tell them they're wearing the same dress, you know, because that's big for women. It is. <laughs> 
honestly, for me, I I love wearing the same dress as other people. Oh, of course you would. I'm a bitch. I'm a I'm a hardcore bitch, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I look fucking better than you. You got a problem with it? This sucks. It sounds like a you problem. Doesn't look like you've been to the gym every day. Deal with it. <laughs> Must be a you problem, ma'am. Um. <laughs> anyways, you know it, it. The thing for me was you again. We didn't see him say it. We didn't see them actually react to that specific statement while at the table. Suzanne just kind of like looked down and sad. Yeah. And he complimented Rachel. We saw that. The audio of it also just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Because if you listen to it again, and I'm going to really encourage everyone to do this, it sounds like he said, you two have at one point and then the same dress on at a different point and they slapped them together. Mm. Like the audio choppiness of it is okay. terrible. Rachel, Suzanne, you guys are wearing the same dresses. Steven, you would have knocked that shit out of the park, which I, I, I hate to pull the curtain back a little bit here, but Steven has saved my ass so many times on these audio edits and I'll listen back and I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? But he did it and none of you guys can tell. But the audio editing in from this part was so choppy and bad. I'm convinced that none of it actually happened. Here's uh, I will say this. Thank I will accept the compliment. Thank you very much for the compliment. Thank you for of the course. engagement. That's all. Yes. Second, <laughs> the Bachelor does the worst job of we call them Frankenbiting in the world. It yeah. is they don't even try anymore. I mean, Joe Millionaire's coming for that that cat. But I will say. I've heard less of it on this show so far than on the first episode of Bachelor because Bachelor is just notorious for just stringing shit together. There was some on this, but not at the volume yeah. that Bachelor does, which is like which is like you would expect it more on this show than on Bachelor, at least to me from the outside from the beginning. So. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, this this was the big red flag for me is this one and the producer with Caroline situation. Those were the two ones where I'm like, this isn't what actually happened at all. <laughs> but you know, why don't we? We'll stay at the cotillion. We'll go through the whole cotillion, and then we'll we'll head to the bar. First of all, they eat, which you you commented on. They actually ate. Can't believe it. They had escargot, which slaps. By the way, if you've never had it, I haven't. It's so good. These women were acting like it was disgusting. It's incredible. It doesn't taste fishy at all. They were all spitting it out into their um, napkins. Like little bitches. <laughs> Escargot hits. They actually eat. Big, big ups, big ups. This is another top three moments of the episode. They show the girls dancing in unison. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? They all have their arms up as if they're dancing with like an invisible partner. Oh, yeah. And they're all doing the steps in the same way. It looked like zombie princess Barbie. <laughs> like Haunted Mansion style. It was, I, I paused it and I rewound it and I watched again. Kurt is just standing there <laughs> as if he's like, as if he's like America's Got Talent judge. It is like watching them all. Fake slow dance with nothing. It was just that was. He's like, what's her name from Dance Moms? She's like, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, <laughs> two, three, four. You need to hit more, Maddie. You need to hit on your ones and twos more, Maddie. This is a cotillion. This is a cotillion. So funny. I just, I, I need to like, I want to make a gif of just them dancing in slow motion. 
<laughs> it's incredible. I'm going to make one. Okay, I'm going to figure out it. how to do it and I'm going to make one because you guys need it because it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Because it's also what the number one Joe Millionaire podcast does. Yeah. We so do we got to like we got to get you guys the content. So yeah. I'm making that because it, it needs to be made. Um, and then finally, Kurt starts dancing with the girls and we have another heel gate. Oh, boy. Rachel is in Chuck's. Yeah. And. Kurt makes a comment saying, oh, you're in Chuck's. And she says that she doesn't like to wear heels. Mm. Mm. She's a lawyer. Now, I don't like, you know, saying that every one person is the exact same, but lawyers wear heels. (laughs) I believe they do. They, They do. Female lawyers wear heels. So that doesn't make any sense. It, long story short with Heelgate, the producers are definitely not letting anyone over, what, 5'5 five, five wear heels? <laughs> You're not allowed. And it's like, hey, if they ask, just say you don't like wearing them. Not the fact that you're also the same height, and if we put heels on you, you would tower over these men. <laughs> Yeah, it was a choice. You know, I get they only have so many millionaires to choose from, but I have a feeling they could have found slightly taller ones or just let these girls be taller than the guys. There's nothing wrong with that. I see no problem with that. No. Zendaya and Tom Holland have made this a very okay thing. It's fine. I just think it's like it's more of a it's more of like an eyesore to me when these girls are in beautiful dresses in in chucks and flats. It's just weird. It's just weird to me when they do that. Like, again, just just do it. I have also found out who the law firm that Rachel works for. <laughs> you uh, found her on LinkedIn already? <laughs> it is uh, Los Angeles-based, the Wilshire Law Firm, which is always on TV, and they do personal injury and, and accidents and stuff like that. They wear heels. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of these people probably... At least from my understanding, when it's all of this, like, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I look forward to the DMs and the bad reviews. It's like these accident attorney places is usually like a lot of times these are settled out of court. And these people sometimes very rarely, if ever, see see a judge. Also, yeah, she is not on the Web page. All of the attorneys are on the Web page. How do you know that's the one she works at? Because I read an article that said where she worked at. You're not supposed to be reading articles, Steven. I know I've 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 done incorrectly, <laughs> but I just wanted to see if here's the thing, Mixie. I wasn't buying that she was a real attorney. I I don't buy half of these jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about an attorney that made a thirty million dollar settlement and then also does bottle service. Yeah. So Yeah, good, good really good point. <laughs> I'm taking these jobs descriptions with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Rachel starts dancing with Kurt. Um, Kurt had already danced with, we're calling her CJ because we don't know how to say her name. Um, called her pretty. You know, this date seemed to have a lot of spatial issues. Okay. Um. You know, we're, they're doing the dancing. Clearly, these girls can hear the conversation that Kurt is having with whoever he's dancing with. Because as soon as he calls CJ beautiful, they're all, like, freaking out to each other about it. Again, maybe six feet away from him. 
it's so funny. Um, and then Rachel gets all, you know, she's drunk, okay. which again, huge gold star to Joe Millionaire. I know the bachelor has a two drink limit. Yeah. There is no limiting these girls that is happening at all. <laughs> it is a free for all. Uh, I will I will say right now I am going to be stand corrected. She is part of the bar. She was allowed into the bar mid-2020. Um, I am looking at her resume currently. She worked at the uh, she worked at a public defender's office. Are you on her LinkedIn? <laughs> She's been a summer associate. She was a law clerk. Like she, she's an attorney. I retract my last statement saying that I don't believe it. She went to the School of Law at the University of California. She got her JD at Washington University, St. Louis School of Law. She's an attorney. I stand apologize. I'm sorry about that, Rachel. Well, I'm glad you were able to clear that up because Rachel embarrasses herself quite a lot in the next 10 minutes of this podcast. So um, we have CJ's being called beautiful. And then she goes and says to the girls, doubles down on it, that he said she was beautiful. Yeah. Why would you do that? No, bad idea. (laughs) Very bad idea. Rachel gets in her head about all this stuff. She's freaking out. Sarah Rose also freaking out throughout this entire time because he's not looking at her enough. I've said this so many times for The Bachelor. These gorgeous, very pretty women... Yeah. Who are very looks based. I hate to say it this way. That's true, though. The guys are just eyeballs go to them when they walk in a room. Let's we all know who these girls are. Absolutely. When these girls are put in scenarios where they have to compete with other women, they have meltdowns. They do not do well. They've never had to deal with this their entire life. And they don't know how to process that. Yeah. This happens every season on The Bachelor. One girl is just like, uh, and like the other girls don't like her because she's like, I, I'm, I'm getting no time. They're like, we're all not getting any time. Like, calm down. They're like, but he's not looking at me. Like, he's not looking at any of us. There's 30 of us. We're all gorgeous. Uh, I just don't know if I should go home or not. Okay, go home then. Sarah yeah. is that girl this year. She just doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to process the guy not like immediately coming up to her and be like, hi. And she says that too. She says something along the lines of like, I'm not used to like, I walk into a room. I see a guy I like. I make eye contact. He comes up to me and then we start flirting. This is what I respect about Sarah Rose though. I'm not shitting on her. I'm shitting on the, all the other girls who were like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling well. It's like, no, we know why you're not feeling well. Yeah. Sarah is just open and honest. Like, Hey, listen, I'm used to all the attention. I'm not getting it. It's weird. I don't know how to process this. I have self-esteem issues. Yes. I really like Sarah Rose. I really do. She seems very in touch with her own emotions mm-hmm. and is, you know, the fact that she had them all sit down after this all happened and talked, I thought was great. We'll get to that. Um, but, you know, it just, I hate girls. I hate seeing girls that are insecure like this. It's like, it really hurts me i just you know everybody has their own special thing and everybody should be proud of that and it just i don't know i I, it's so hard it took me a very long time to be confident with myself and be secure with myself and once i got there 
and I started seeing other people that weren't there, it just, it broke my heart. So it's really hard for me to watch these girls, like, especially they're beautiful. They're, they have the, they're the whole package and society and the way that life is. It's just, these girls think so poorly of themselves. And I just, in general, to everybody that's listening to this, like, all of us can look at Sarah Rose and go to her Instagram and be like, she's fucking stunning. I want to look like her. I want to be her. But this girl was struggling with the exact same shit, you know? And it just, it's a, it breaks my heart that all of these women, and I talked about Amber and the challenge last season as well. There's just these girls that just are so insecure. And it's just, I just want to hug them and be like, just do what you need to do to center yourself and get yourself good because she's not going to be a good person to be in a relationship with. If you're not secure with yourself and especially like showing it like this, it's just not going to work for you in the long run with anybody. Because what's going to end up happening from the male's perspective is this is you're dating somebody like this. You're in a relationship. They're like, how do I look pretty today? It's like, yes, yeah, you look phenomenal. Are you kidding uh-huh. me? Like, how am I with you right now? How am I pretty enough to be with you? Oh, no, stop. I just don't like this. And it's like, no, no, no. And they will never believe what we're saying. And then they think we're just constantly lying to them. I don't feel pretty today. How can you think I look pretty? Because you're fucking pretty. That's why. That's why. And then it just it builds some sort of resentment there. Like you have to constantly be, you know, putting them up and like they're dependent on you for that. And like, I don't know. It just these girls, if I could say anything to them, it's just get some security with yourself before you go after guys, it's just, it's not going to, if you're not secure with yourself, if you're not happy with yourself, it's not going to work. If you cannot love yourself, no one else is going to love you. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Facts. Big time facts. Big time facts. Anyways, back to it. I just, that shit broke my heart and I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of it um, in this. These girls just don't seem secure. Anyways, we get to CJ now is hanging out with Kurt again at the piano. And again, these girls are sitting like three feet away from them talking about how (laughs) they're like disgusted that they're, you know, canoodling on the piano while they're right next to them in the windowsill. It just, it's so funny. It's really good. And I never realized how much we were missing out on drama and issues because these other shows, like they'll have the lead take one of the girls off into a little room and do it something in a side room. They're like, fuck no. All you are in this one room. You want to make out with this girl? You got to do it in front of the other you seven. Think, what do you think? We're going to light a whole other room for you to just go play piano? I don't think yeah. so. We don't have that type of budget. You're doing it right here. And it's causing the meltdowns. And that's why I think Sarah Rose spiraled and Rachel spiraled. Because Rachel spiral was great because you could like sense it coming. You smelled uh-huh. it. They showed it to you uh-huh. in the like little preview going to commercial. And you're just like, oh, it's coming. It's yep. coming. Or you just had the appetizer. And watching it was great when she mm-hmm. started to like really lose it because they're like showing her like mixing every drink possible. And this is where the orange stuff comes up. Listen. Oh, the oranges. Orange gate. Go ahead, Steven. This is you take the floor. Our our man, Bun Man, Kurt. Yeah. Says to the ladies, because there's orange in this like punch bowl. It's like a it's some sort of like sangria looking situation. 
Yes. And he's like, oh, no, I actually, uh, I, I, I've, I don't like oranges. I've never had orange juice in my life. I'm actually scared of oranges. I've never had an orange in my entire life or drank orange juice. Wait, what? It's a weird phobia. I didn't like the smell of orange juice growing up. So my brothers, and they would try to like get me to drink it, sneak it in. And after that, I just never, yeah, never drink it. It's, a, it's so weird. It makes no sense. Mixie, are you aware of anybody who is afraid of like a fruit? No. Neither am I. I do remember there was some girl on Dr. Phil a long time ago that was scared of bananas. And that shit was just hilarious. But like, yeah, no, I, I no. I've never in my life heard anything like that. Bro, you've never had orange juice? Orange juice I, is delicious. Yeah, orange juice hits. How have you gotten through life? Immediately, you know what that would tell me? You're poor. <laughs> I, it would have been over for me. If I was one of these women, I'd be like, you've never had orange juice? You realize how good like fresh-squeezed orange juice is? Oh, that's right. You can't have fresh-squeezed orange juice because you're afraid and you're poor. <laughs> That's it. Gig is up. He's the poor one. Swarm, swarm, swarm. It was weird. I don't understand. Like, does he think they're going to, like, jump out and attack him? Like, what exactly is he afraid of? I, I don't know. I don't, I know there are people who are afraid. Um, one of my cousins in England is afraid of cotton wool, like cotton balls. He doesn't like them. He is scared of cotton balls. Okay. And I think Big T, remember our girl Big T? Big T yeah. didn't like cotton ball. Oh, that wasn't the season five to seven. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. She did. She's like, cotton wool. She just, just didn't like it either. But like this made me like, I don't know if I can trust Kurt now. Anything he says, I'd be like, I mean, big turn off. I mean, that's a red flag for sure. Exactly. Exactly. But this, the cotillion was great. Meanwhile, at the cotillion, there's like a whole other fucking party going on. The real party. So we'll finish up the cotillion. And then during all of this, they were also, there was another <laughs> date happening. Unbelievable. Um, but we have Rachel breaking down. We have Sarah Rose breaking down. We have CJ capitalizing on it. And it all comes to a head when Kurt, who seems to have zero ability of like reading a room... <laughs> Um, <laughs> goes over and deep throats CJ's thumb <laughs> that had some cake on it. And again, incredible placement of the of the uh, cameraman. They show Kurt pulling the thumb out of his mouth, and as he's doing that, Rachel's face comes into focus behind him, and the amount of emotions that her face showed in that <laughs> like one and a half seconds was amazing. Now, mind you, everybody, Rachel has had all the alcohol in the state of where they're filming this. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Let's just make that clear. Gonzo. So at this point, she can't handle it. So she runs out of the room and sobs for a while and continues to do that for the majority of the night. Now, at this point, it seems as though the cotillion ball has ended. And they go back out into the lobby where I don't think we were actually supposed to see any of this. But again, Joe Millionaire production team, incredible job. They kept rolling and thank God they did. The girls are like sitting around waiting for, I'm assuming, Rachel to get her shit together so they can go home. Um, and Kurt is just like standing in the hallway. Again, none of these girls are going up to Kurt. No one is capitalizing on this extra time. <laughs> They are all just sitting there, 
Like, everyone is so insecure about the whole situation. They all saw everything that happened. They all feel bad. CJ really was the only one that was getting any sort of attention from Kurt this entire time. So she's on cloud nine. And I guess Sarah Rose looked at her incorrectly. I'm still not really sure what happened. All of a sudden, everybody's asking each other what's going on because nobody knows what's going on. Sarah Rose is being confronted by KJ. KJ's like, why are you looking at me like that? What's your problem? What did I do to you? And Sarah's like, I'm not looking at you like anything. What's your problem? What are you talking about? And it was a mess. (laughs) That was a solid 10 minutes of mess. And I can't tell you what happened there. Rachel cried the whole time. Sarah Rose said that nothing was going on. And CJ's like, you have a problem with me. Meanwhile, he's just there, like, witnessing this stuff. Yeah, Kurt is standing there the whole time. <laughs> no one is is acknowledging his presence, and he is not trying to stop any of this. No. I. You know what? Honestly, though, I, I wouldn't either. I'd just be like, uh, you guys just eliminate yourself right now. Go ahead. Yeah, but I would leave. I would leave the room. I agree not getting involved, but, like, leave the room. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Weird. So that is how the Cantillion Ball ended with uh, everybody upset, crying. Um, you know, they were all getting on the bus and Kurt was saying bye to them. And it was like he was like, please get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm just going to make one note as we jump ahead here to the elimination, because some of you might not know. Yeah. There was two girls sent home out of this elimination. Neither of them were on this date. Neither of them were part of this giant meltdown where if I was a guy, I'd be like, I, you got to go. Uh-huh. I'm looking for some uh, uh, a suitable partner for my either rich or poor life. Um, mm-hmm. You got to go. None of them went. Both the yeah. girls that went were at the other party <laughs> and did remarkable jobs at the other party. Let's get into the other party. The other party was a slam dunk. So Steve takes the girls to some, I guess they were calling it a hole in the wall bar. It kind of looked like a nice fun bar to me. Yeah, it was nice. Um, it looked like a fun time. They did some line dancing. They had a good time. Steven had some actual conversations with some of these girls. Shocking. I know you can't believe it. Yeah. Um, he talked to Brianne, who for me was the standout for the bar date. Brianne was dancing on tables, drinking beer, pouring shots. She seemed very at home at the bar. Seems like a really fun, outgoing girl. She's done this before. This is this is her this is her world. Absolutely. She killed this date. Um she did a great job and then we had um Brockel talk to Steve and made it very clear that she is not moving to a farm. Um, and I immediately wrote down, see you later. See you later. She's, she's gone. So. And she did go home. She did go home. Spoiler alert. Um, which was a right, which was a, a good, I mean, for compatibility's sake, that was the correct call. Yeah. Um, there were other girls that I feel like should have been gone before her, but yeah, I get, I get where he's coming from. Um, so, you know, Steve's chatting with all of these girls, getting to know them, And then we have Carolyn. Now, Carolyn is the one that Kurt was obsessed with from the get-go. She also seems very into Kurt. Clearly. Um, They are very clear and uh, Dale vibes uh, Mm. through and through with these two. So I'm thinking she's not even going to entertain Steve. No. I'm thinking she probably won't even talk to him. But she 
wanted to make it very clear that she had a son and wanted to make sure that that was something that they knew right away, which I respect. It is a very big, you know, piece of information that's going to affect them. So I respect it. Um, I'll, I'll let you go from here. So Caroline and Steve are talking at the table and they get interrupted. What are your thoughts here, Steve? My girl Monica comes yes. over, Olympic medalist. Stunner. Stunning human being. Easily, you know, the best looking one on the show. I mean, whatever. I mean, they should have just shut the show down when she arrived. Anywho, she's standing there. They're having this, like, one-on-one conversation over, like, at a bar table. And this has probably been going on for 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, because you don't just, like, hey, so this is wild that we're on this show, right? Yeah, yeah. crazy. I have a side. Just letting you know, I got a kid. And, then, and she, oh, uh, that's not how that conversation went. No. This took a while. Yeah. And then Monica, being the fantastic human being that she is, was either either did it by herself or was told, hey, go over there and break that up. And she's like, all right, whatever. I I, I don't think I really want to be here anymore anyway, but <laughs> uh, I'll go jump on this grenade for everybody else and walks over and is like, um, I'd like some one-on-one time as well. And then this guy, Steven, with a V, has the absolute fucking nerve to go read the room when it looks... He doesn't say this to her face. He says this in his interview. Hey, um, you know, we're having a deep, meaningful conversation. You should be able to see that and not interrupt us. Fully disagree with that. How is she supposed to know what they're having a conversation about? I hate that shit. Steve, get wrecked. Get wrecked. She doesn't know. It's a bar with music on. It's not like the Cotillion where there was the the smallest string quartet I've ever seen over there by fake candles, by the way. Right. They were fake candles. Anywho, yeah. over there at this real bar, she goes over and does that. And they're like, well, that's, not. that's what sent her home, unfortunately, because Stephen with a V picked two girls to send home somehow. Kurt didn't send any women home. Yeah, which I know is what the miss on this is. The miss on the producing of the elimination should be he gets to send one home and the other guy gets to send one home from their dates. That's the way it should be. They Like, what the fuck? I agree. I feel like that should have been the case. I, I thought that was good what was going to happen. I thought Rachel was gone and I thought Brockell was gone and that was it. It didn't make any sense. So Monica doing like angelly duties for all the other girls there Uh comes back and then all of a sudden it's just like oh um i think we're all gonna leave because the bar is closing and we've only rented this for three hours um uh, mind you also at this at at this thing i have to mention this very very quickly i know we're we're, just here's the thing brickell never had a fried pickle in her life i know (laughs) and it's upsetting to me it's upsetting to me it's a very much upsetting to me and the first one she had she didn't dip it in ranch well I mean, I don't dip it in ranch. Even hot take, I don't like ranch. Hot take, I don't like ranch. Hot take, incorrect. I don't like ranch. (laughs) Hot take, I don't like ranch. It is a miss on the bar to just give ranch and not have a special sauce for your fried pickles. Mm, Respectfully, no. Respectfully, yes. Give me another sauce. I don't just want ranch. Like no, homemade ranch is unlike anything else. But it's not. It's not that bar is not making homemade ranch. Come on, they're not making homemade ranch. If it's at a fancy restaurant, sure, fried pickles. But like, give me. That's how I know if you have good fried pickles or not. It's by what type of dressing or sauce you are giving me. Interesting. If it just says ranch, I know it's garbage, and I don't want them anyway. 
But if it's a different sauce that none of the other appetizers come with, they're going to be fucking good, and I want your fried pickles. Pro tip if you're opening a restaurant. Just saying. Well, you know, I hear you, and I fully disagree. So that's... <laughs> Whatever. Brickell didn't have it, and then she was like, ah, this is good. And then I was like, who else? Have- fried pickles are delicious. They're like one of my number one appetizers. Number yeah, one appetizer. Fried pickles are incredible. Actually, that sounds great. I might have that for lunch. Fried pickles is incredible. up there as my appetizer. Calamari up there as an appetizer. I used to be a big French onion soup guy until all you idiots uh, who own restaurants started charging me $7-8 for French onion soup. Get out of here. Yeah, fuck them. Get out of here. Come on, man. Un- you unacceptable. Know, I will say my favorite part of the bar date mm-hmm. was when they were all dancing on the bar. Yeah. And, um, you know, Fox was was using their general background music that they have access to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But there were certain points where we had to hear what they were saying at the bar. Mm-hmm. Were you able to pick up what song was playing in the background? I did not. Oh, I did. And it was Body by Meg the Stallion. And <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> That's the song that was playing while Amber was grinding on Steven. Was Body by Meg the Stallion. This makes a whole lot more sense now. The second time I watched it through, because as you all know, I watch it twice because I have a problem. I, I muted it and I played the song and it matched. <laughs> it matched up to the, to the ass vibrations. But it made me so happy to know that they were playing Body, 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 That was nice. That was nice. Again, you don't see this stuff. One other thing I will say about these dates in general on this entire episode. Yeah. The amount of wooing that was happening on this show. There's so many woos. There was. Was starting to give me a headache. I love this show. Yeah. But the wooing needed to be minus by like 50%. Whenever anything was said to them, they'd all they'd go woo. <laughs> anything, guys. Martin rang his bell. Somebody stubbed their toe. Wow! Girls having meltdowns. Wow! New bottle of champagne. Wow! Escargo. Wow! The wooing was enough for an entire season's worth of this show. There's a lot of wooing. And I started to think this was a joke. I was like, I, I, I'm sitting here being like, the producers are like, when they say this, every, you know, and then it became a joke with the girls. Because I'm sure yeah, at the beginning it was like, I'm we sure. need you guys to be excited when they say uh, stuff. And then it became an inside joke within the ladies yep. to like over deliver. Because I bet you some of them were truthful. Uh-huh. And the other girls were then just being like, I'm going to I'm gonna mock them by just extra wooing. I'm doubling down on this. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to scream. There was a few times I saw my girl Monica wooing and she was smiling like, I know what I got to do here. Because uh-huh. they will drag me in the back and like, <laughs> no one will see me again. They will not see me again if that happens. Yeah, there was quite a lot of wooing. By the end of this date, I was convinced the bar date was easily the best date, and it wasn't even close. Oh, not even close. And then they leave the bar, and they do a late-night pool party. I mean, fantastic. Kurt, wake up. Get on Steven's level. That's the shit you need to be doing, because after that cotillion ball, something needed to happen, but you just left them. But the other girls went back to the to the manor and had a pool party that looked really fun. And however, Stephen 
had a little shrinkage. Not me. Not you. Stephen with a V. Let's make this very clear. Sorry, not this Stephen. Stephen with the V has a tiny penis, and he was <laughs> hot take. There are. <laughs> And he was he was embarrassed by it, um, you know. I I tried to look. It seemed fine to me. Okay. For a person that would just got it out of a cold pool, it seemed like he still had a member there. Oh, I mean, it's still there. That's it's still physically there. I mean, it's just that's a fifty fifty though. It's just the the thing, and this is why, like, if you're a bunch around of women, you just. Like, Go get a bathing suit real quick, man. Like, go get some bottoms. Or just go naked. Nah, I mean, that, that's a big move. That's a big move. <laughs> but You either go or you don't go. You either go for it or you don't. Go big or go shrinkage. I enjoyed this, and again, not something you would ever see on The Bachelor. Would not be allowed. No. And I enjoyed it because it's like, oh, they're all having fun. This is great. Like, It seemed very natural. Maybe they'll get to know each other a little bit more in these like real moments. And that's what it was like. Okay, I'm buying into a little bit of this. I really liked it, too, because it did seem really natural and that they were just kind of like they all were talking at the bar and they were like, we should have a pool party. And then they went up to the producers and they were like, mom, dad, can we please have Steven over to have a pool party after this? Please, please. Steven said, Steven said he would be allowed to use his backyard as the pool party. And we really want to go and have a pool party. Cause we've never had a pool. These are all my friends and they're my best friends. We just met and we would like to all swim together at a pool party. Can we do that, please? That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And they're like, the producer's like, actually, that's a great idea. Uh-huh. And pool party commenced. Uh, I don't know who it was, but somebody had a really good, um, like, flipping situation off the diving board. Yes. I couldn't tell who that was either. Like, completed a full flip. And, like, shout out to whoever that is if you're listening right now. <laughs> Uh, because that was that was very impressive. I I appreciated the move. I thought it was a big time move to do something like that in front of other people. Absolutely. Because you could really hurt yourself, and then you're out of Joe Millionaire, and they're like, "Oh my God, what happened?" So, <laughs> you know, that's that's not something you want to do. I appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. But that is how the night ended. Kurt alone and uh, Stephen with all of the ladies in the pool. We uh, start the next day. And Kurt is obviously very jealous of Steven's situation. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Is it Kurt's fault that their date sucked? <sighs> this is a great question. Thank you for giving me this question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's part his fault. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the whole thing is his fault. But yeah. I will, I'll give him 25% of the blame. Because on the face of it, the other date is more fun to begin with. It's supposed to be a more fun. Yeah. It's more laid back. I'm not in a suit. You're not in a gown. I agree. The date on the face of it is supposed to be looser than the other one. And then you had the pool party. Like, you went for it again. But I will say, Kurt, again, is not used to probably having to actually talk to women he just flips his <laughs> hair and they pull their clothes off and they bang yeah. and then they say, have a good night. And, yeah. and then he just moves on and does it again the next day. 
That's a very valid point. I keep forgetting that that that's what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. So he's not used to doing stuff like that. So (laughs) part of it is on him where he could have done it, and he tried with the sucking of the cake off the finger. Um, But everybody else had a meltdown because there was way too much alcohol available, and they ate snails, and they all tried to be like a little snooty. Here's my question for you, Mixie. Going to the next episode, what happens? Do Are we doing this each week? Is there like a possibility, like when you're betting in Vegas, it's red or black, that you could end up on like the three back-to-back high-end yeah. uh, dates and you could realistically never get a date with the guy? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that might actually be a problem. I was thinking the same thing. I, I think it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. Like, you always keep getting the classy dates or something like that. And you're well, like, then there's also, like, these these guys, again, still didn't really get to know these girls at this date. I think Steve got to know a couple of them mm-hmm. because he had an ability to, like, walk over to the other area of the bar and sit down and have a private conversation, whereas Kurt had a piano in the same room. You know? So... I, yeah, there's, there's a lot of th- questions about how they're going to be doing the dates moving forward because there's also not one-on-one. Like, where, when are they going to do one-on-ones? Maybe they won't. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe the dynamic is, listen, we know that the show to function correctly to give our number one listeners, our number one podcast, the content they need is to just always have the girls together so the most amount of, you know, tomfoolery can happen. And yeah. again, here for it, okay with it, love to see it, want to see it more. I am, I am, it just, it doesn't, it, if they're going to sit here and try to pretend like this is actually a show for these guys to find love, it makes no sense if they don't go on single one-on-one dates. Uh, it may, uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense that it wouldn't make sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that seems to be the one thing that makes sense about the show. And like now that we're on the final day here, we need to talk about the elimination and just how I think they forgot to tell people, oh, fuck, we got to have an elimination. How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take for all you guys to get ready? Like four hours. Oh, my God. So the guys bake cookies, bring them over to the to the girls uh, place in the like. The interview that they have spliced into this cut, they say, Kurt and Steven say that they know there's an elimination. They don't tell anybody this. No. (laughs) They are like, hey, we brought over cookies. We wanted to talk to you girls for a little bit before eliminations tonight. Nothing. They just are like, hey, we're here. What's up? These girls have no idea what's going on. They're all in sweats. Half of them don't have makeup on. Yeah. They're chilling. And then all of a sudden, we get the bell. Yep. And Martin's like, mm, it's time for elimination. And they're like, hold on. What? And I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, he's telling me it's time for elimination. They're going to go upstairs. They're going to get their dresses on. They're going to come down. Kurt and Steve will be in their suits. And, you know, they're going to do an elimination. Oh, no, no, no. It's happening right then. Just as the way you are. So there was girls that were in sweats. They were in, like, the stuff, if you watch The Bachelor, they were in just like street clothes, like hanging out in your house clothes. Yeah, the clothes the girls wear that aren't on the dates. Right. And what I enjoyed about this was we're not trying to make this like a fancy rose ceremony where you got to get dressed up to be told you're going home. It's just like, hey, we got to do this. Uh, we're going to pick four of you. What I like about this is so 
four people were it was like the challenge guys up for elimination yeah there is a bottom four they literally referred to them as the bottom four exactly which is just terrible amazing because it's not about like how you competed right like a competition show it's literally how much i dislike you you're in the bottom four and Kurt says at one point, he's like, we have a bottom four so that these girls know that they need to step it up. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are they going to do? How are they stepping up? Give me some. How can they step it up, Kurt? They need to know that they're at the bottom. Like, what are you? What? You just were there at the house for three hours. Why didn't you be like, hey, I haven't talked to you. Like, what's it, up? It, it makes no it makes no sense. And again, I realize these guys don't have control of this. But it, it's it's hilarious, none the same, because these girls are just hanging out and they're like, uh, you four, you're in the bottom four. Let's go into this other room. Once again, Stephen, can you tell me who announced who's the bottom four? <laughs> was it Kurt? No. Was it Stephen? No. No, it was Martin. These guys haven't said any of these girls' names once. They have not once said these girls' names in any way. Oh, Martin is just like, you four, come over here. It's our girl, Monica, which is the biggest mistake ever made on reality television. Okay, so I wrote down, so they talked about girls specifically. So I wrote down what they said about Monica because I really do want to have a conversation about this. Okay. Monica, they said she was single-tracked mind. What does that mean? What does that mean? And in my opinion, the single-tracked mind that she had was to get to know them. Because she went out of her way to try to talk to Steve or Steven. She went out of her way to do that, put herself in in an uncomfortable situation, put herself in a situation where other girls could get mad at her because she wanted to talk to this guy. And they're eliminating her because that's her one track mind. I just didn't understand what their reasoning was for it. Like didn't actually have a reason. Right. It's upsetting because you would think, okay, if somebody's going to be eliminated, they need to show us why these people are being eliminated. I know it's week one and stuff like that, but the fact is, this is a long week one. It's just just not like the Bachelor premiere night where it's like we all get one on one time to talk, and mm-hmm. I've had time to talk to you. This is like over the course of a few days, and like it 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 makes no sense. It makes again. And also, again, I want to state for the record that this this con- these conversations about these girls that are in the bottom four are happening in a separate room, and none of these girls ever know these reasonings. No. no. They are just being, they're just names being called for the bottom four out of nowhere, and then Martin decides to save two of them? Or who saved them? <laughs> they were saved. They already knew going in who was safe, but it was like... It was it, like um, <laughs> our our girl Susan, who had the meltdown about the other girl having the same dress on. Suzanne, yeah, Suzanne, sure. Um, <laughs> she was in there, and he basically says, "Suzanne, for richer or for poorer, keep going. The gentleman would like to get to know you better, Suzanne." For richer or poorer, these men want to keep on getting to know you and have you spend some more time at the manor. You would think she had won the Powerball, guys. Oh, yeah. She ran into the other room where all the other girls are, 
and was just like, I want a million dollars. <laughs> I was saved. <laughs> Well, she originally, as soon as Martin said that she was safe, do you remember what she said? No. She looked directly at Kurt and Steven, and she goes, why would you do this to me? Oh, yeah, she did. Why did you do this to me? Which is a very valid point, because why is there a bottom four? (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Bottom four of what? (laughs) Yeah, of like... Of like Parcheesi, of like I don't know, like did we play cards earlier? And you like the first one out on Uno, like what is she supposed to do? Yeah, like I, and again, <laughs> if she's not in the bottom four next week, am I supposed to think that she's done so much better that she got hotter or more interesting in like one episode? Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't track. She put in the hours. She went outside and tanned for a little bit, and that and that bumped her up two spots. So she's out of the bottom. It did. She cut her hair. <laughs> she used a different type of like makeup or something like that, you know. And it just really it took it it took over the guys. They were very excited about that. Such a fucked up thing to do to people. But Brickell, the um, non fried pickle eater girl, also goes home. City girl, yeah, yeah, the city girl, which we saw that coming. And Monica's also like a New York girl, New York, New Jersey girl. Like she's not moving to fucking like the farms. Let's be honest. I mean, maybe she would, but I I don't think that's happening. And maybe that was the thing as well. Like she, they had a brief conversation that they didn't show, and she was like, "This uh-huh. is what I'm trying to do," and blah blah blue. And he's just like, "Yeah, you're not going to come to the farm." Here's the thing, Stephen. None of these girls are coming to the farm, bro. <laughs> no one's coming to your farm, my friend. You can you can fly your precious precious ass helicopter and pick them up. <laughs> I'm looking at our list again. None of them. No. Nope. You think the travel blogger? Nope. Is moving to middle of nowhere? No, she should have gone home. Jenny, the attorney slash bottle service. Guess where there's no bottle service? At a cattle farm. She should have <laughs> gone home. Like it's so clear. I think Steve likes Jenny. I think I think Jenny's got it in a bag with Steve. Are you? Are you what? I think Jenny. Ha- it's either Jenny or Annie with Steven. That's my guess. I want it to be Brianna. It should be Brianna. It's the only person that makes sense for him, which means she'll go home next week. No, there was two or three times where they were talking and I got overshadowed because Kurt wouldn't shut up about Caroline. (laughs) He mentioned Jenny two different times. Who's the girl who had, there was a girl who's like, oh, my my dad has a, like a cattle farm in Texas. CJ, I had that written down. Okay. That also made no sense to me. Why he would freak out about that. Well, because he's like, she like we can talk shop. Like, I can show off all the things. Do you know I have a helicopter to look at? Does your dad have a helicopter? I have a helicopter. He was saying that he was worried that that was going to like blow his cover. Yeah, because she she would know how much money these people can make. Oh, okay. She'd be like, okay, like how many head of cattle do you have? How big is your system? Like, what do you do? She could instantly go, well, my dad is like, a five millionaire and you have a bigger setup so you have to be the rich one you can't be the yeah. poor one yeah Easily. i think she knew right there she was like oh you can make a lot of money selling cattle a lot of money so i think she knows and i i also think like by the end of the first date they all kind of know i think they all kind of get enough vibes where they're like um because our, our boy kirk didn't look comfortable 
in like the the classy party. And that doesn't mean like he can't be that guy, but like again, a lot of the women were talking about like Steven's confidence and how he uh-huh, just like held uh-huh. himself. And the fact that they tried to put him on the quote unquote poor date at the beginning, so all that rock, paper, scissors was fake, to throw everybody off. Mm, hot take. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I, I did realize we, we did skip something that I do think people are going to want us to talk about um, before we wrap this up. So Kurt and um, Caroline have a conversation mm. where um, Caroline has eye masks on. While telling him that she has a kid, <laughs> um, which was a choice, nonetheless, um, Kurt acted like it was a big deal. Now, Kurt said a couple things in this whole thing that kind of threw me. He said, one, he was shocked that there was any women there that had been previously married. Why? <laughs> Why? Also, bad choice of putting that in the show. Yeah, does not look like he's a good guy. Just make him look like a piece of shit. Yeah. Ew, you had a kid and you were married before? Get out of here. Uh-huh. And that he also wasn't expecting them to have kids. He, like, did not take that well at all. Do you truly think that that is going to be a factor? Yes, 1,000%. For somebody like Kurt, 1,000%. 100,000%. Yeah. Because he's poor? No, because he's, <laughs> he, he's not ready to settle down. He's on this for the experience. And he's like... I'll meet, I'll meet a really hot girl. We'll go out for a little while. But he's like, I, I can't go. You have like a real life with real responsibilities. Like I, we can't be like mm. going out and doing stuff and going on trips. You got a kid to take care of. Like I, I, I'm not signing up for that. Interesting. I personally felt like that was all that that whole thing was a little forced on him. Like um, him to not, throw us not off being OK set. with it was forced on him. Because a lot of the, again, a lot of the shitty stuff he said, like the shit about not expecting women to have been married, not expecting them to be over 30, not expecting them to have children. Um, all of that was in uh, a, a separate interview space. So I'm curious if they were just trying to like make us think that maybe they're not going to end up together. I, I, I think that it's those two. No, pro- no questions asked. And then somebody's going to be with Steve. Well, again, and we'll get we'll get more into this as the season unfolds, just like how the end of it works. Do they both pick somebody at the end? Do they both leave? Do they both get to propose? Like, do they both stay for the entire show? Who the fuck knows, right? Uh-huh. Um, we'll see how this plays out. But I, I do think that could be put in there to throw people off. But I, I do think, like, that's a bigger deal than some people let on for guys. That's yeah. a, like a thing for guys. Like... Uh, unfortunately for for better or hold on for richer or for poorer (laughs) in sickness and in health (laughs) it's a thing and so like i think it's fair for him to like question if that changes his thought process about her Mm -hmm. uh i also really appreciate that it came up in episode one and unlike the bachelor where all these girls like hold all these things until fucking hometowns and they're like uh what now yeah. You have what? You do what? I agree. I, I respected her immediately telling them. Well, first episode, 
under your belt, Stephen. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about this whole this whole season? I'm excited. Obviously, I mean, you you can hear it in our voice, everybody. We're we're super pumped. We're pumped. We want. I wanted another episode right now. We can't get it. We gotta wait. I do too. What we will ask you to do is, if this is your first time listening to us and you found us, thank you very much. Please leave us a review on the iTunes. Let us know what you think. Uh, we read them on the air, one to five stars. You know, we'll probably tear you apart if it's one star, but we're still going to read it. I would love the engagement. Join the Hot Take Hotties. You can go into the episode description because I got very smart now. Go into Ooh. the episode description and you'll find the link for the Hotties page, which you can Genius. join. I know. I know. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> join the Hotties. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram um, and we'll be posting some content up there. Uh, but more so than anything else, thanks, guys, for finding us. We appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Yes. Mixie, how are you feeling about the show before we sign off this week? I am so happy with this choice against Steven. I just really think this was a perfect pick for us. I really, really, really encourage you guys, if you're not watching, to check it out just so that you can kind of understand the editing style, the way that this show is shot and just the production of it, it's so different than anything we've seen in the last 10 years. I just really, really think it is reality TV show gold. I am so happy to be talking to Steven about it every week. Yay. I am thrilled to be sharing our thoughts with you. We will continue to do that, and we will talk to you guys next week for a one hour episode of the show this week was two hours yes. so next week is one hour it'll be a little bit more condensed of our review so please come back next week we love you very much and we will see you later okay bye bye bye